I've been an alternative history researcher for the last five and a half years. So I've actually been doing my own research and based on my original findings. And then that's just been expanding and expanding and taking me places I never dreamed of. I've always been interested in alternative history, I guess you could say, mm. what's been hidden from us television programs that I did watch when I was growing up were like in search of and unsolved mysteries. And I just really wanted to know more about the anomalous things in our world. And mm. at that time I'll be 60 or I just turned 60, I should say um, there really wasn't that much available other mm. than TV programs like that occasionally. And you know, there wasn't the internet available. There were a few books, but really not much. And hmm. and I wasn't really necessarily buying the n narrative we were given, but I was just too young to really question it too much. And, you know, so I had a conventional education and a conventional family. They're still very conventional and I'm not. And... Hmm. I've I've just gone down a path in my life, made choices that helped me unplug from the matrix as an adult and making decisions that gave me a life full of experiences that probably most people don't have. I joined the army when I was 19, I spent four years in the military. Um, I married a retired army sergeant and after I got my bachelor's degree, uh, graduated in 1989, and then I got married a week later, and then I just moved completely away um, from everything I'd known in my family and started living in different places, and um, that helped my waking up. And there's there are just so many things that, in order to start seeing things differently, you know, you just have to get away from the typical um, societal control mechanisms like television, movies, mm. and so forth. Um, because there's definitely programming going on there. And, oh, sure. you know, once you start breaking away from those kinds of things and, and just opening up to other possibilities and potentials outside of what we see with our five you know, experience with our five senses, hmm. you know, they've, they've left some out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, again, being open to it and not being dogmatic um, in terms of how each one of us views the world, hmm. you know, because we've been given, you know, set beliefs that if you don't, agree with it or adhere to it, you know, then you're blasphemous or you're um, 
weird or crazy or conspiracy theorist or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. you're going against the cult, basically. <laughs> Hello, you there? Oh, you're breaking up a little bit, Michelle. Me. Didn't hear a word you just said for the last 15 uh, seconds. Maybe I don't think they want us talking because uh, maybe they've zapped the, the connection, possibly. I've never had this happen. It's so strange. Can you? I don't know if you can hear me. I cannot hear it. I can hear the occasional, like, rap. Oh, she's gone. Oh, you're back. I'm back. Oh, it could good. be that the um, internet connection that I had on my hotspot was out of data or something. So hopefully this one will be better. Yeah, that's all good. I switched I, over I, to a different one. I was thinking it was the CIA, but yeah, that sounds, probably sounds more plausible <laughs> to be fair. So, um, so let's uh, let's get into a little bit of your work because you're when I first saw, I first heard you on uh, Greg Carlwood show, Higher Side Chats, and um, I thought that that what you were saying was absolutely fascinating. I was like, wow, like this sounds like really, really deep. And you sounded like a really thorough researcher, just like on the ground, just listening to you. But when I stumbled, when I actually went on your website, Jesus, like it is so extensive. I like, I don't think I've ever seen a more extensive <laughs> archive than, than your website. It's huge. And I was going through some of it today just to get some stuff fresh in my mind. And and we never really hear about too much about sort of like the, the Middle Eastern ancient architecture or any anomalies out there, you know what I mean? But a couple of the things that I found on, on your website was about the empty quarter of um, Saudi Arabia. Is it Saudi Arabia is in? The Arabian Peninsula. So, uh, yeah, that's so that's like... A third of it is is desert. <laughs> yeah, and there was like, like when they, I read that like when they started digging for oil, they were finding all these giant bones, and that's nuts. Like, we we always hear of like giant bones over here, or uh, I mean I've seen it in like newspaper articles and stuff, but. Like from like seventeen hundreds and shit, like they're like, oh yeah, we just dug up a fucking giant skeleton, you know, chucked it to the side, like whatever. Like it's so nonchalant about it, but like in terms of like that Saudi Arabian sort of like like side of things, does that tie into your? And we'll get into this more the the Moorish um, <laughs> sort of like timeline. It does, and. Part of the, what my driving belief is that there was a very positive advanced civilization on Earth for a very long period of time that was harmonious. It was integrated. There were empires within empires, and we hear their names like Ottoman and Persian and Mughal, but they weren't fighting each other. And, and that's part of the historical lie that we've been told to cover up the existence of this original civilization of advanced humans that was in alignment with itself all over the earth. And that's how I ended up going through all these places. And I just don't, don't look in one area. I've looked all over the earth. And in the process of doing that, I've seen the same infrastructure, the same hand of design, 
um, I believe they were the original Masons. It's not mm. just a personal belief. Um, there's Moorish masonry, Moorish science. And the Moors are still with us, but they've lost so much because their history was just basically erased and their identity and legacy was claimed by, um, let's say, European Freemasonry. And the Shriners uh, at 33rd degree, 32nd and 33rd degree in Western Freemasonry um, are the ones that had the knowledge about the Moors, especially the 33rd degree Masons. The lower levels would not have access to this information. Hmm. And the knowledge of operational Freemasonry went with the original Moorish civilization that was wiped out. And I believe so. You know, when they find the giant's bones, I believe that's what they're finding. Because for mm-hmm. some reason, they just don't want us to know anything about those kinds of things. Even when they find bones, they, they tend to false check, um, fact check it as false. Mm-hmm. And, you know, same thing in, you know, other places when they're doing construction and giant bones show up and are like, well, <laughs> you don't see yeah. what you're seeing. Yeah, nothing and, to see. Uh... <laughs> yes. And, and so there was this beautiful civilization that got wiped out by what I believe was a cataclysmic event, which happened relatively recently, which has been coming back to collective consciousness through researchers looking at what's been called the mud flood. And there's a lot of different opinions on what actually caused that. But areas of agreement would be that we're talking a few hundred years at the most, and that the reset historical narrative started in the 1800s. Mm. Um, And then within that, there's a wide range of, it was a a natural cyclic event that caused it, or the controllers took advantage of a cyclic event. Um, My personal belief is that the controllers caused the cataclysm cataclysm to wipe it out Hmm. and to bring in what we're experiencing today the whole new world order agenda and you know all the craziness is playing out in the world today was was planned and orchestrated to get us to where we don't know who we are where we are arguing over you know bits of information is the world earth round Hmm. or flat or you know we've been left with nothing and they they continually misinform us and gaslight us um, and and try to keep us divided so we don't look at who's really doing it. You know, and that's where you get into the whole conspiracy theorist aspect of, oh, well, you're, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. And, um, but it seems like there are more and more people that are really looking critically at what we see in our world, mm. which is very advanced architecture. And very flimsy stories that go along with it to explain how it came into existence. And it does not match what we're taught about our history. You know, that um, these these massive buildings, Greek and Roman architecture, that is built in the, the 1800s, 1900s. Mm. We can't even do that today. We don't even do that today. No. But 
they've given everything a story, every bridge, every building um, to say, you know, this particular architectural firm did this in Renaissance revival style or Moorish Egyptian revival style or whatever to say, this is how this came here and, and completely removing an advanced civilization of humans from our awareness. So we don't know about it so they can control us and benefit from our, our energy Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, have no idea that we've been lied to, you know, critical thinking was removed from our curriculum in school a long time ago. So basically we're taught to, you know, give a certain answer to a certain question. Um, you know, maybe as you go up in your education, if you go to college, you're going to get essay questions or things like that, but it's basically repeat back what we've told you. It's regurgitation. Not even, like. Right. You know, not even imagining that we've been taught lies which we have been and divisive lies, um, you know, lies that cause people to hate each other, to kill each other, to go over to war, over to war over, um, which result in death and destruction, not only of life, but also of this original civilization, which seems to have been the case for the wars that we've been, you know, that we know about in our, history you know, like starting basically starting with the napoleonic wars on up to the present mm-hmm. and um they had all of these plans for us to, to you know to turn us into transhumans uh mm-hmm. keep us confused keep us controllable if you're not controllable then they want to send us to internment camps or re-education camps or don't want us around um and i believe that's not they had those plans in in place, but something else is intervening. And I think we're going to have a much more positive outcome than what was planned for us. Mm-hmm. And right now we just happen to be in that, that crazy in between of, of seeing one thing play out and something new coming in. And um, you, you know, could call it biblical. Um, you could, you know, God wins kind of thing. You know, there's definitely a spiritual aspect to what's happening and what's been happening. Um, but, you know, the bottom line it, for me is to tell people just to question the narrative. Um, don't accept something just because somebody said so or that, you know, the guy on the evening news said so or whatever, because there's a lot of really bad things that are happening to to all of us because there's a force in the world that wants what humanity has and and really doesn't care about us or life organic mm-hmm. life anyway and so um you know we've just we've just been faced with an existential threat and and don't even realize it even though the craziness that's playing out in the world today is literally orwellian Hmm. Um, you know, we're we're in 1984 live. You know, good is bad, bad is good. Um, truth is a lie, <laughs> and lies are truth. I mean, everything's been inverted, so we just we don't even realize how badly we've been messed with and programmed. Um, 
and we're, we're also living in a time where people are waking up mm. not oh, only yeah. to those lot not only to those lies but also to our own worth and and power if you will um mm. as individuals and as a collective you know that we're not at their mercy they're not all powerful the elite the controllers the global globalists all the people trying to get to the climate conference in dubai that are stuck in munich because of a freak snowstorm <laughs> that happened mm. today um oh, i didn't hear about that <laughs> yeah. um you know they want to sh- do the climate control carbon thing to convince us that we're the cause of it but global warming is you know pretty much a, is a scam like everything else mm. and and so again there's all there's a long plan that's been in place to keep in control and they were only able to really maintain it when they controlled everything and controlled the narrative do you and think when the internet do you think like the 1800s like we like when the 1800s are like we have this napoleonic war and we have the tunguska event uh oh no i think the tunguska event was later but we have this event where napoleon is fighting alexander the great and this big blue fucking thing streaks through the sky and apparently it kills loads of people and someone says i can't remember exactly what i should have looked this up i do this all the time but um apparently like alexander the great said don't say it was god that did that that was me because apparently it helped him win the war do you like do you think that like the the cataclysm that happened was we might have been something to do with that i don't know but like this cataclysm that happened do you think like the world's fairs was just like used to install the narrative do you think right i do believe that i believe the world's fairs starting with the 1851 crystal palace exhibition in london um Mm. i think that was the first really really big one where they were kicking off the new world order timeline opened by queen victoria Mm. um you know telling us hey we built this big beautiful structure joseph paxton a garden a greenhouse designer was the one that designed it huge trains on like several different levels um this is a massive building and all of the names of the time were involved in it i think they were showing off the technology and the architecture of the original civilization before you know say hey we did this Hmm. (laughs) and that that was the beginning of this pattern of of saying we built this we built it to be temporary. Again, massive buildings, um, just gorgeous architecture, canals, gondolas, like Venice. Um, mm. And I do believe canals were all over the earth. Um, Venice was allowed to keep theirs. <laughs> but yeah. the, the, the canals are everywhere. And, you know, they, famous architects of the day were given credit for the design and then um, they instilled the narrative as an exposition, which is basically telling the story that you want people to learn. 
and and then they proceeded to with maybe a few exceptions take these buildings out afterwards um so there's a few places left that have architecture that was supposedly part of the world's fair or exposition like in chicago there's a I'm just going to say a ginormous or a, a massive um, museum in Chicago that's supposedly built for the World's Fair um, in 1893. So, so these events were like the excuse that was given for why they were built and that they were only supposed to be temporary. So that's why they were torn down. But, you know, if you look at the architecture, it's like just just amazing. Um, if I can share my screen real quick. Yeah, yeah. This is like, this is the thing that I think about the World's Fairs. It's like, they they say that it was all plaster and wood. And I think to a large degree it was. I think that they, I don't know, it's hard to say. Like, sometimes I think like, are oh, they, they built all that up so they could tear down the stuff that was adjacent that was already there. And they had an excuse to do it. And And then I think, but I've seen some of the pictures and oh, they're just enor like enormous, enormous areas with, yeah. like, as you say, canals, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they were using it as an excuse to get rid of it. Um, mm. And because people have gotten interested in the world spheres and it's a gateway subject for a lot of people into this old world civilization, um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of Photoshop stuff that's come up on the internet, and oh, yeah. and so it's it's again it's like okay, I I have a a working belief that there was this beautiful integrated, unbelievable civilization that created all of this, you know, masonry, gigantic size. So that's where you tie the giants back in. Mm. Um, Nick, if you could. Um, uh, market to multiple participants and I'll show you an example what I'm talking about on, mm -hmm. on the screen share. Okay, screen share. Ah, got you. I got you. Uh, da, da, da. Okay. Should, should I put share? I don't know. I'm not, I'm like, Just, I've got the, I'm looking at it now. And it says it just just where it says multiple participants can screen share. Uh, it doesn't actually. I don't think it says that. Yeah. Trying to. So I'm going on to this is great. This is great podcasting, by the way. I'm going on to. Oh shit! There we go. Oh wow! There we go. Okay. I got, I got the but, technological prowess of a turtle, mate. Honestly. <laughs> so um if we look at the 1893 chicago world's fair since we were talking about that mm. um this is what we're talking about yeah uh, you know this this just gorgeous architecture that's lit up at night yeah. and you know the narrative is just okay, we only built this to be temporary. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, you can, you can look at um, pictures of it being built, I'm sure. I mean, some of them are questionable. Because, because 
some of them there's probably more examples of it than others, but um, actually the Chicago World's Fair doesn't have too many, but the St. Louis one does. It's funny as well that earlier you mentioned the um, the Crystal Palace one because if you look at the Crystal Palace, like, and I'm sure everyone listening probably has, it's obviously, as the name suggests, a huge palace made of glass, right? And I'm sure you, you're aware of this, obviously, but they said that they moved it twice. It's like, mm-hmm. like how stupid do you think people are? Well, people are <laughs> very stupid. They believed it, but I don't know. It's like... Like that's just so. Like if you, if I said that to someone, they'd be like, "Yeah, right, mate." Like, obviously not true, but when they say it, it's like people just believe it. it's insane. Right, and until the internet came along, people really didn't have anything to go back and check them on it. Mm. You know, and then now it's like you can go back, and so that's where I say I think the the photoshopping comes in because. Um, so if you look at the St. Louis World's Fair, you you do tend to find. Um, pictures of it being built. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give this an example. So, again, this this is like the result. This is what it looked like. It's gorgeous. It's insane. Um, and then to kind of put back in the narrative, okay, yeah, we actually did build it. Um, when we said we did, you get these pictures. Um, but again, we think of things like photoshopping being for more recent times, but it, it's really been around for a while. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. and so it's like, uh oh, they're getting wise to us about the world's fairs. And so all of a sudden, these these pictures flood the internet of these world's fairs being built, and it, it sows questions and discord into whether or not it was or not Hmm. and um i just really have (laughs) i don't think it was built when they tell us i think it was pre-existing and they just um you know it's inconvenient to the narrative that there was a pre-existing civilization that's that's been targeted for takeover yeah. Um, and so, like, let's look at. I was going to. One of the things I wanted to show you from the Chicago World's Fair is. Let me just get out of that. Um, is the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago, which was said to have been built for this World's Fair. Hmm. Wow, Jesus! That's, it's not even funny. Like, 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 how could you possibly even say that you built that out of plaster and wood? This is the thing: is when they say, "Oh, yeah, we built it all out of plaster and wood." Like, any anybody with half brainstem could walk up to this building, tap on it, see that it's solid. You know, like sometimes marble, whatever it is. It's like, well, I've just literally proved all of that wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so easy to prove that it's not that. But, like, like so, I don't know. Like, I don't know. And these buildings are proportionally much bigger in size than what people our size would build. Mm. And and so we're when we're talking about 
taller humans, there have been skeletons of amazing size found. Um, the tallest one in North America was found in West Hickory, Hickory Pennsylvania, and it was 18 feet. Mm. I'm not sure what the meters are off the top of my head. And then you go down um, where I think the average was probably seven to eight feet tall. Mm. They're still taller on the average than we are. So there were just a lot of different things going on here in this realm called Earth. Um, it was harmonious, um, balanced. Everything was a mirror of heaven. So, you know, mm. whatever's going on up in the sky is reflected on Earth, and everything was like in geometric relationship to each other so these humans knew where they were on earth um they they had dimensions cross-referenced in their their actual buildings and then they had places that were cross-referenced in mm. their location on earth you know it's like they had gps a long time ago yeah um and and this was reflected in in their building and um Amusement parks, uh, they, they had trolley parks, and the trolley parks were located at the ends of streetcars, uh, streetcar lines. And so it would seem like the trolley amusement parks were had some kind of function on charging the Earth's energy grid. Mm. So, it, like, free energy was already here. And these streetcar systems were all over the Earth. And by and large, they've been taken out. Um, in the 1900s and replaced with cars and trucks. Mm. But everything was connected in the previous civilization and the corporations that came in and took over um, and replaced it with things that they could monetize, cars and gasoline and electricity. And, you know, they, they changed it from free into we're going to make money on it. And, you know, so they've been making money hand over fist, not just with transportation, but in mining um, the components of the grid system, precious metals, um, coal, you name it. They, they took from the earth so they could power their new civilization, um, their own things, and then they just kind of you know, the environment's destroyed in a lot of places, um, mm. a lot of places that had, like, for example, with mining in different places around the world, that was the only game in town. And so when the companies leave, the people are left high and dry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've seen that a lot in, in Britain, especially up north. Jesus. When a steel company goes under, that's the whole town depends on that steel company. You know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So it's it's complex, and like I said earlier, it's like there's a lot of different opinions on exactly what happened and when it happened. But if nothing else, something something happened, and we were at a much more advanced condition than we find ourselves in. You know, far from it. Hmm. Humanity's hurting and, and doesn't even know. What hit him? Mm -hmm. 
Because yeah. it's in our religions, and it's in our schools, it's in our music, it's in our movies. Um, you know, everything's conditioning us to be consumers, be distracted, um, hmm. not ask questions. Let me ask you a question on that, on that note. Right, so a lot of your work focuses on um, these, these earth lines that mm -hmm. some of these you know, significant places like towns and cities are, are built on these lines. Like you can trace, I've, you know, I've watched you trace the lines through and through. Like in terms of like, because there has to be a reason, they wouldn't just do it for the fun of it. Like there has to be a reason. Do you think that it's like some sort of natural energy line? Do you think that it would give that place some sort of energetic uh, like effect, like a positive effect, like maybe towards the intention behind building it you know what i mean right right absolutely um that again i believe that this original civilization was positive and into benefiting all life everywhere and that these lines these ley lines um grid lines were mm. based on sacred geometry and it was how everything was interconnected and that that was how i was able to learn so much about what's been hidden from us just by tracking these alignments. Um, and I've been doing that for over five years now. And um, so originally it was for positive use. And when the controllers came in with their cataclysm, um, everything was inverted, including the grid system. So they've been using that to control humanity. So with you look at prisons, you look at courts and, you know, court buildings, um, government buildings, schools, uh, you name it. These are old world buildings and churches. <laughs> um, so they were all, it was put to a different use. So where for originally the places like cathedrals with the tall spires and the beautiful windows um, weren't for people going to church and listening to a preacher. Um, it would mm -hmm. be going there for healing. Um, sound and frequency was used for positive effect. And the whole way the building is constructed with the spires and the antiquitech on the top and the, the rose windows, the different shape windows had different purposes. Um, the organs had a beneficial effect. And um, the pipes would be right up against a, like a cathedral rose window. And the rose windows are shaped like solfeggio frequencies. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, depending on the shape of the window is what was going out to, on the, let's say on the line. Yeah. And um, it, was, it was for harmony and, and healing and the benefit of life. It, it wasn't just you know somebody playing the organ for you know the sunday hymn or whatever um mm. there was something else going on and those instruments have been either disabled or mistuned um they don't have the power that they originally did um for healing mm. uh, at least not to my awareness so what's happened in the world that we live in is sound and frequency has been mistuned and um, used to lower our collective consciousness, and then 
literally. Yeah, so they, instead of for healing, it's like, it, it's discordant, it's out of tune, it, it affects our consciousness and emotional states in a negative way. But we again, we don't know that, so mm. it's just normal. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what I think sometimes? Like, when you see like, these old world buildings, like, say, like, Cologne Cathedral or Mel Cabby or, like, all these really, like, crazy places, they've got, like, you know, all these elaborate angles and, you know, degrees and stuff like that. And now we're left with, obviously, brutalism and postmodernism, and it's all it's all 90 degrees. Everything is 90 degrees. It Sometimes I think, is there something about 90 degrees that, in a way, energetically traps a human being? Because everything seems to be 90 degrees. Yeah, you're, I'm sure you're onto something with that idea. Uh, it is, you know, ultimately it's about geometry and yeah. you know, what you're talking about, right angles. Um, but it might also have something to do with humanity's ascension that, you know, comes mm. to mind and our ability to rise in consciousness. Um, earlier in my education, I guess you could say in all of this stuff, I, I did get exposed to information about how ascension is supposed to take place and actually learn a technique and it mm -hmm. and 90 degrees came into play with that learning about mm -hmm. that and so there seems to be some kind of 90 degree angle associated with our ascension you know that being said i don't even know anymore what how this is going to happen mm -hmm. but, but what i i think i do understand is that we're at a time when a lot of stuff that's been hidden is coming back out into light and people are waking up. And so we're waking up in spite of everything that's been thrown at us and all the lies that we've been told our whole lives and are still being told. And, and so something is happening in the collective consciousness and the more people that wake up, you know, the more we're going to, grow collectively and that there may be some kind of event in our in our maybe even near future where things just change all of a sudden mm -hmm. and i used to think i knew what that was going to look like but i i don't anymore but I, i'm just moving forward with the belief that we're going to be better off at the other end of this than what was planned for us However yeah. that happens and whatever that looks like, we're not going to have the dystopian nightmare that was projected by 1984, Brave New World, you know, all of these things where we're just completely taken over, which was the direction we're heading in. But I don't think we're heading in that direction anymore. No. May look, may look like it on some levels, but I just... I think things would be far worse if that was the way, the way that we were heading. Mm. As as difficult as it is right now to see it all playing out. I don't Do you know what? Do you know what? There's something that you said a minute ago. You said, like, where you think that something's coming up. And if you look at the work of Archaics, uh, the Jason Brashears, he talks about the 138-year cycle and how one is coming up in 2040. So maybe, maybe that's what the sort of subconscious, uh, subconscious like 
mind is like leaning towards knowing that something's coming because I don't know it's like this phoenix phenomenon thing and then you've got like the cursed earth period of like how 500 no like 414 years or some shit it's like I don't know maybe 2040 is the year who knows yeah and it's at this point I'm not predicting anymore because hmm it seems like nothing goes exactly the way that I think it's going to. And so it's kind of a um, a belief that that good prevails and that, like I said, our, our future futures hopeful. Um, where I differ from from that perspective is that I, I see a civilization that's been in place for a very long time. Hmm. Um, but I see one massive cataclysm. And with the massive cataclysm, uh, a whole new narrative was brought in and superimposed over everything. But absolutely, something major happened um, within the last 200 years, probably, maybe a little bit longer. But um, I think around 1800 was when they started really laying the foundation for their new world timeline mm. um, and there's a lot of photographic picture or photographic evidence if you look up mud flood if you just mm. type that in as a search term you see a lot of photographs of places you know huge cities like paris and saint petersburg in russia that are just like basically empty compared to the size gigantic buildings maybe a few people in the streets um, and other pictures of places being dug out or places yeah. where there's, you know, you can see where there's a lot of buildings still under the earth. And so I, my personal belief is that there was a directed energy that was sent through the earth's grid system, which caused the whole surface of the earth to ripple and buckle, you know, um. causing the earth to move. Uh, swamps, deserts, the earth just to like fall into the ocean. Um, and that's, I'm, I'm finding evidence of that looking at these ley lines, like the mm. one you were talking about in Yemen. Um, when Napoleon went to look at the Sphinx in Egypt in the late 1790s, the Sphinx was covered in desert up to its shoulders. And that, that whole area is like that. Um, mm. The Sahara and on, on a into Arabia, the empty quarter, on up into Iran, it's, it's all been turned into desert. And there's other different ways that the cataclysm affected different parts of the earth. But um, I've found evidence that there's places that are called swamps or estuaries have infrastructure there. You just kind of have to look at it because it's covered with vegetation and you know, they, t they get turned into wildlife sanctuaries or, or whatever, um, mm. and and yet you can still see where canals were, railroads are still there, and and those were all part of the original civilization. Mm, what, so, so, like the, where you have there, what? So they actually, you think that they actually like what your research showed that they actually had like train tracks and all that shit. We didn't invent that shit. We just like right. rediscovered it. Absolutely. Mm. And I do, I do research that 
so I've been doing this for over five and a half years. My website is piercingtheveilofillusion.com. And if you look up Michelle Gibson and type in Moors after my name on YouTube, my channel will pop right up. And I've got videos um, that I've made for my blog post, and I've got some additional videos on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, where I've looked at streetcar systems that are the same all over the earth, the railroads, the subways, you know, all of that was part of the original infrastructure. And then they have these these stories about how things came into existence and, you know, in the 1800s. And it's just, you know, compared with what you see all over the earth, and they want to tell you that it came about randomly. Um, when you j- just really take a close look at it, it, it their story doesn't make sense. Hmm. And that the likelier story is that they were actually digging it out and making it serviceable again. Um, Because like all over the UK, I mean, there's abandoned subway tunnels. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They don't use them all. I mean, there's lots of tunnels and and the same is all over the earth. I mean, there's a tunnel system underground. Um, Mm. Probably related to subways. Um, You know, some may have had other uses, but there's definitely a whole world underneath our feet. Do you know what? It's interesting you say that because I, I just seen a picture the other day of uh, a castle in, in Nottingham in uh, sort of like the Midlands of, of the UK. And that is, well, it's not said, it's the fact that it's got, it's littered with tunnels underneath, like just like hundreds of meters, like longer than that, thousands of meters, I don't know how long, but just littered with tunnels throughout the bottom of uh Nottingham and then I seen this picture of this castle and it's on top of a hill but the hill's carved out. It looks like the castle's melted and it's just got like doorways in the actual like this fucking hillside thing. Just con like like rock hillside and it's like like why? Like why would anyone do that? Like I don't understand. So yeah it does speak to what you were saying. Yeah it's not isolated. Um, I actually tracked an alignment through that part of the world um, that started in Algiers in Algeria. Uh, it was a circle alignment, and it took me down through the center of England, including Nottingham, um, close to Derbyshire and Derbyshire, mm. and London. Uh, I went, looked at that and across the channel, it, down through France, and I found the same kind of tunnels when I was looking at France, among mm-hmm. other things, on this alignment. And, you know, it, it just took me on a journey of places that I wouldn't otherwise be looking at. And um, I'll share my screen real quick and explain where I got my start. Um, and that was essentially, I thought I had saved it. Maybe I didn't. Um, it started here for me when I found this shape just by connecting cities and places in North America and then I extended the lines out and I wrote them down in spreadsheets what's the center point that Ron here is in Denver (laughs) so the Denver airport's right about there wow that Denver airport is very anomalous 
Yes, it is. Now they got the center of that thing stopped up. Um, but then I wrote down all those places that I found in alignment on spreadsheets. And, and that's basically what I based my um, tracking on. And so I'm looking at these places and I'm seeing all of these similarities all over the earth. And the story about what happened is just kind of falling out because it seems like when the colonizers went out, they went out along these ley lines and took over star forts and things like that when they started claiming their territory for the new world mm -hmm. and it, it's just taken me places i never would have imagined and and then i started getting into the narrative and how the new narrative was brought in and all the things that were brought in to start the programming you know whether it was western books at, around the time of the civil war that targeted boys um other pulp magazine type pulp fiction type things dime museums i know in the u.s there were these like freak shows it's kind of like ripley's believe it or not oh yeah you know, which is still in existence but it's the same idea of these you know weird things in a collection and one in a place where people could just go see it so you know it wasn't high level stuff it was like um you know bringing in this interest in the lurid and the bizarre to the general population um so that was dime museums circuses and traveling circuses and then you get into the movies and the beginnings of movies and then you get radio and television and then into computers and computer games you know all bringing us into this artificial reality kind of mm -hmm. uh, world or vir virtual reality um and kind of getting us away from real interactions with real people and stuck inside of this machine, whether it's a computer or a phone. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, trying to implement the control mechanisms within that um, with the goal of total control of each and every person on the earth. So that's, hmm. that's kind of the direction they've been pulling us along in. And, you know, now people are really able to see it for the first time in the last couple of years, um, where it's becoming more and more obvious that something's wrong. Yeah. And so it's a good time to be a truther because, you know, up, up until it affected people personally, the programming was so strong, you know, it's hard to get that different message out there. But in the last couple of years, it seems like people are more receptive to say, okay, well, this doesn't seem right. What could be possibly going on here? Hmm. And so I'm, you know, for me, it's like I research a particular area that grabs my attention or an alignment or a subject. And then I turn that into a video. And, and that's pretty much what, what I've been doing. For the last few years yeah super interesting work really it's so fascinating one of the things i saw on your website as well and i wanted to make sure we got this in was the uh the stargate of the gulf of aden is it aden back to the middle east mm -hmm. like what, what can you tell me about that i only mentioned it briefly um this alignment cross that particular one that starts in amsterdam island 
um, which is a French possession in their uh, southern lands, Antarctic and southern lands. And it crosses over the Gulf of Aden between the Horn of Africa, of which Somalia, Ethiopia, Eritrea is a part of, and the Arabian Peninsula, of which Yemen and Oman um, occupy the, the lower third at this point in history. Uh, Mecca is just a little bit up from there, and then the Red Sea divides East Africa from the Arabian Peninsula. And um, one of the things I talked about in there is there's one letter difference between Aden and Eden, and mm. that that part of where the the Gulf of Aden meets the Red Sea is supposedly where the the bones of Lucy was found, three point two million year old missing link between apes and humanity. But it's also possible that that was just a replacement story for that actually being the actual Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just kind of looked into some different things around that I found when I was looking around there, because I don't know. But there's a lot of anomalies and things that come up when you look into it, because in our history, that was a very, very important area. And in the Bible characters from there show up quite a bit like the queen of sheba and mm -hmm. king solomon and so there's a lot of biblical um markers of importance another one is the ark of the covenant is supposedly an axum in ethiopia which mm -hmm. is all right in there so the gulf of aden is potentially a stargate I've heard that before, um, but that's even further out than some of the, the stuff that I typically work with. Hmm. Um, and that seems to be a, quite a bit of what's hidden from us. You know, the whole idea of portals and um, other worlds and other dimensions and access to those that... I don't have any personal experience to speak to that, but I definitely think that's something that's been hidden and covered up from humanity. So we don't know. I mean, recently I heard that one of the reasons that the U S went into Iraq, you know, in the early two thousands was because a stargate there. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah. yeah. So there seems to be things that are just, they're definitely trying to keep hidden from us. Mm. Mm, this is like the thing though, like what I think, like when you think about Stargates, obviously my mind straight away goes to SG-1, you know, and then jumping through a fucking Stargate and end up on the other side, like perfectly fine or whatever. But to me, it just, it doesn't seem like a likely scenario that it's a physical Stargate, like as a, like you jump in and you just turn up in another dimension, like blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's like more of a spiritual, like energetic Stargate. It's like your your consciousness goes i don't know but then what would happen to your body i don't know it's hard to say and i don't know because i've never been in one but yeah uh, yeah and, and that's not an area of expertise but i'm i'm open to other dimensions other possibilities we're not alone um 
when we had an advanced civilization, they would have known about all of that. And likely there were places on the earth that were, were natural, like you're saying, stargates or, mm-hmm. you know, places where the veil was thinner. Um, and there's legends of places like that on the earth that I've heard. Um, there's a mountain in southern France. And um, unfortunately, the name of it escapes me, but that's supposed to be one. Um, and then there's other places as well. Uh, and also places that have been deliberately filled in. So sacred places where there might have been contact between the worlds that just got, you know, you know, bring in the back end loader and fill it with dirt and gravel so that that connection wouldn't be there anymore. So Mm. one of the things that got me on this path was there's a, um, a dowser in England named Hugh Newman. Yeah. He's one of of the organizers of the megalithomania conference, um, which usually takes place once or twice a year. And when I first started really getting into this in 2011 was when I saw my first conference. And for the next several years, I, I would watch those presentations. And, you know, a lot of dowsers tracking these alignments. Um, I, I'm not a dowser. I used that map that I showed just a, a few minutes ago. But by that time, I had already learned that the ancients were very precise. And so I kind of knew what to do with it from alignments that other people had found. Mm. And that was how I knew to write it down and then kind of check it out. And that led to my own original lines of research. But mm. you know, the, there's different ways that this is coming out. And it's not, you know, it's not just one person. It's like a number of different people are contributing to this lost knowledge. Um all the YouTubers that are talking about it. And it's, it seems like we're all bringing back something that's important. We may not agree on everything, but that's okay. You know, the important thing is just getting out there, the unique information that comes to us in a way that is understandable. Hmm. Hopefully for people to, if nothing else, think differently or see things differently. And that's a that's a big thing for me. And what I'm doing is that I like to show people what I see, and then they can make their own decisions about whether it's significant or not. Hmm. Yeah, let me ask you a question. So while uh, so we're going to start winding this down soon, but I just wanted to I really wanted to get your opinion on this because I always want to get everyone's opinion. Sometimes I forget to ask people, but in terms of like, so you you sort of research all this stuff. Do you find any link with, with cryptids like Bigfoot or like Dogman, if you believe in that sort of stuff? I do. I recently had an interview with a Sasquatch researcher and um, Sasquatch. I have not personally experienced a Sasquatch, but I have come across um, some very compelling films about Sasquatch being in higher consciousness mm. and that they haven't been caught, so to speak, because they're in between worlds. And and they're also already in higher consciousness. And, and they've just been waiting for us to come back 
to where they can help us because we've been way out there for so long. Um, you know, dog eat dog world, you know, Bigfoot are Bigfoot is for capture and study and, mm. you know, big hairy creatures can't be evolved, but they are. And so um, I'm, I'm very open to um, sharing this place with other forms of life that are mm. of high intelligence and consciousness. I think I think we're I don't think we're the highest consciousness here for, for oh, sure. No. Nah. I think I think a killer whale is smarter than us. I think an octopus is smarter than us. It's um like even a magpie I think is fucking probably smarter than us. But like like what like do you think the Moors, like the Moorish people in that, do you think they knew these motherfuckers? Like they had conversations and shit. Like because they were like positively advanced. I would believe that. I don't know for a fact, but I would I would believe that um, the original humans knew who they were, knew where they were, um, knew why they were here, which wasn't to be a consumer and you know work and pay taxes and die. There's a spiritual reason for being here um, in terms of higher consciousness, and so uh, I think they would have had a much greater awareness of that than we do. I mean, we've been dumbed down so much and our consciousness lowered so much so we could be controllable. And, um, you know, we, we have to continue rising in our consciousness and hopefully get back into our hearts and in connection with all life and not separate from it. Like we have been. Mm. I think that's all just part of what's been done to um, really bring us down. Yeah, hundred percent. That's uh, that's um, that's probably a good place to leave it. Let's uh, but the last thing I'll say is, like, when it comes to this shit, like, it's so easy to get down and depressed about it. But I've found it makes me. A little bit more positive when I just say fuck them, like that. Like I just ignore them, like fuck them. Like I just yeah. act like they don't exist. Like and that that makes me that makes me feel a lot better. So that's what I do. Uh, you know, that's just my advice. But thanks again for coming on, Michelle. You've been fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, now before we leave, just let the people know one last time where they can find you, please. If you like to read, my website is piercingtheveilofillusion.com where I have my blog and that's where I do my research and then I turn my blog post into videos which you can find on YouTube uh, if you type in Michelle Gibson and Moore's M-O-O-R-S after that my YouTube channel comes right up fantastic fantastic thank you very much again for your time um, and have a great rest of your day Oh, thank you. You too, Nick. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.
that you don't belong me October 33 I wear it on my shoulders back Like fair, fair, fair And I can keep the brass ring I keep it in the nosebleeds Where you once felt the cold breeze Think it was Halloween I've got you number long October 33 It's a cold fact Fair, fair, fair So hold me down Like you know how darling. Hold me now Like you feel my plight I got your number
Maybe I 